Well, hello there. Sorry, not hello. Howdy. Actually, even that was too restrained. And far too Oklahoma of me. Howdy! That's more Texas-like. True, I'm not in Texas anymore. I've been back in Oklahoma for a few days. But, you know, you can't spend time in Texas and then come back and expect to produce a normal-sized show. Absolutely not. This is the, the land of their own kind of toast. This is Texas. So we have to do it big. Uh, so sit back for, I guess, what's probably going to be around an hour. I mean, I, I can't tell you for sure because I'm just now recording this and I might go down a rabbit hole of stories of my time as a Texan and whatnot. So let's just say an hour or show or an hour or show, an hour or... Let's just... <laughs> Told you, could be longer than an hour. Let's just say it's going to be around an hour or so. All right? Good? Deal? Hell yeah. It's a deal. So giddy up. Uh, remember the Alamo, etc. I don't know. Whatever. It's Rough Sundays from Texas and Rory Rogers and Dale Evans. Dale Evans, the female singer and the great Roy Rogers there. Um, poor Dell, forever linked with her husband, the person you just heard, Roy Rogers. I think it was his third wife. Um, but uh, a fine singer and actress in her own right back in the day. Roy's not from Texas, but, but Dale. Dale Evans, she sure is. And uh, everyone you know here today. It's going to be from the Lone Star State. That's what we do on the show. We try to focus on where we are, and we are in a very big place. I remember 
moving from Texas to England way back in the day, and my first British friend just tried to explain to me that you could fit five Englands in Texas. Like, that's how Texas is viewed from the world. It's big, and so the show's going to be big. But, uh, yeah, everybody on the show is going to be from Texas, except for a great little track played by the um, the wonderful Professor Bob Darden. Uh, that He doesn't play it. He brings the, the song on the show. Uh, Professor Bob Darden I'm, I'm kind of related to, but we'll get into that in a bit. We'll get into a lot more in a bit, but uh, let's keep the goodness rolling this cold Sunday morning with little Teddy Wilson.
where nobody knows who we are. I wish I had a ship to sail the waters. I wish I had about a hundred dollars. But I just stand with this glass in my hand. Feeling like nothing even matters Your words run through me like the blood in my veins I could swear I knew your love Before I knew your name Before I knew your Every day I miss your smiling face No one here can ever take your place The sun can shine down over my town But it never shines on my days I told all the stars above I'm gonna shower you with my love I won't demand you I try to understand you My love is as free as a dove Your words run through me like the blood in my veins I could swear I knew your love Before I knew your name Before I knew your name You're the one, you're my shining star You're the one I've been waiting for Let's fly away To some foreign country Where nobody knows who we are Rough Sundays. Now, if you're in Texas, from Texas, spend time in Texas, you know that voice, Lucinda Williams. Um, but if you're not, you might not. I mean, she's known folk-wise and songwriting-wise, but a lot of people don't know Lucinda Williams out of the, the area, which is a shame, because Lucinda, one of the greats, um, I think she was, I think it was the early 2000s, 2001 or so, Time Magazine named her America's Best Songwriter. Um, I think 2015, I've got this one written down. 2015, Rolling Stone ranked her as the 79th greatest songwriter of all time. And in, oh, there's a, a lot of silence going by. Um, and in 2017, she was ranked 91 on Rolling Stone's 100 greatest country artists of all time. So, pretty good. Could be a little bit higher, but still, Lucinda, fantastic. Um... We used to go watch Lucinda play here. Now, see, here we go with the stories. But what was that? That was a wonderful little honky-tonk uh, across from Gueros. On Congress, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's like overly hipsterfied now. But anyway, we used to see. If you remember that place, 
send me a message because now it's going to bother me. Anyway, um, but yeah, I was I was I was an Austin kid for a few years. Um, I might have mentioned that before. I'm sure I mentioned that before. But I I used to catch a bunch of shows because that's what Austin was. That's what Austin used to be about. I should say, um, not the Austin of yesterday anymore. Um, it's uh, if I can be honest, it's a nightmare now. It's just I mean, you've got like the I don't know. It's just this smorgasbord of like UT bros and Tesla tolls. You know, they've they've just they've swallowed up this what was once a great weird city, um, and it's just I mean it's 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 becoming San Francisco, you know, unaffordable, unanchored, outside investment, no longer Austin, much less Texas. Um, but I mean, what it was South by used to. South by Southwest used to be like a one-day weekend of amazing music, and now it's three weekends of movies and then tech. Um, it's it's terrible. In fact, this was the this was the first time in the history of me coming to that area that I didn't go to Austin in my life. Like all my friends have left. Friends, I mean the the ones that are still in Austin, they moved up to Round Rock. And why why would why would anybody go to downtown Austin? Like for Sixth Street. Sixth Street might as well be. Bourbon Street. It's a Texas Bourbon Street. Um, you know, way back in the day, we were cool because we hung out in 4th. But, like, 4th is down now. People tell me, like, you wouldn't go to, like, 4th through 6th or 7th. It's just, it's done. It's terrible. Um, but perhaps I'm being unkind. And I'm I'm not trying to be. This isn't a show about what's now. But it is a show about what was. And what was, back in the day, Austin used to be cool. And it's not anymore. But also... There's a positive slant to this tirade. Um, if you go back even further to Texas during the 1920s, there was, speaking of yesteryear, there was some serious, serious Texas blues coming out, like really good blues. I know we talked about it the other week. This is not some of those repetitive blues, but um, Texas blues in the 20s. And when it comes to like the father of those Texas blues, there can be only one person and that's Blind Lemon Jefferson. Baby for 50 cents. She said, Lemon ain't a child in the yard. 
Jefferson, Black Snake Moan, Rough Sundays, Hi, How Are You, Eric S. Quinn. What, what was, um, that was a movie, wasn't it? Christina Ricci, Samuel L. Jackson. Was it Justin Timberlake in that movie? Black Snake Moan? I need to rewatch that. I think I remember liking that. When you're emailing me the name of the Honky Tonk Bar on Congress, can you also remind me of... Black Snake Moan was a good movie, or not, just so I don't waste my time. Anyway, coffee. Now, I promised you, um, I shouldn't, I, I don't even have to preface this, but it is an absolutely fantastic story from one of my favorite people, Professor Bob Darden. Uh, Bob is my brother-in-law's stepdad, which makes him technically not related to me. Technically. But I always like to say that we are because he's, he's just this fantastic human. Um, Bob was the gospel music editor for Billboard from 1984 to 1994. He's written like 30-something books. He is by far one of the most popular professors at Baylor, you know, with good reason. But the the big thing I want to mention is that Bob started the um, the Black, let me see if I can remember, the, the Black Gospel Music Restoration Project. And what this is, is it just, it, it, collects and digitizes and houses more than, I think they're up to like 15,000 digital copies of, of classic black gospel music, um, songs and albums, and really just kind of preserving this for future generations. I mean, we're talking about sermons and songs from like turn of the century that were recorded with one microphone in the back of a tent revival in Mississippi. I mean, this is, look it up, the Black Gospel Music Restoration Project, um, it's it's insane. It's wonderful. And Bob, I mean, I'm trying to two of his books that I love, nothing but God, nothing but love and God's water, and people get ready. These are two. If you want to know any, anything about gospel music, um, read these two things. But to the point. Sorry, I had a few beers with him, a few Shiner box with him in Waco last week, and uh, he brought me this little 45, uh, which uh, it's it's. I think there's a Black Gospel Music Restoration Project library or museum at Baylor that you can go visit. So it was closed when I was there. If you're there, visit it for me. But um, in their whatever advertisement or, or promotion, whatever, they, it comes with a little 45 with two songs. And one of those songs is his favorite song of all time. Now, this ship, sorry, this song is called The Old Ship of Zion, 
which is also my favorite by the Roberta, Roberta Martin singers. I played on the show all the time. But his was by a band called the Mighty Wonders, who I'd never heard of. But, I mean, we're talking about Bob Darden here. We're talking about somebody who can, who, who, who spends his days listening to gospel album after gospel album, and he's done that for 30, 40 years. So when he said it was his favorite track of all time, um, it's, I don't know, it didn't surprise me. But for somebody to to know that much about gospel music, for him to say, without a doubt, this is my favorite song of all time, I, I had to ask him, I had to ask him about it. And his answer had us both on the side of the road in tears. So I'm going to warn you, this is an incredible story. After the story, we will play the song he's talking about. But uh, this is Professor Bob Darden and I in a car in Waco, talking about his favorite gospel music of all time. So is this your favorite song? Yeah, we have. We love all of our grandchildren. We love all of our children equally. And yes, that's my favorite song of all the thousands I've listened to that have come in through the project. And I'm not really sure why, except for our original engineer, Tony Tatey, had gotten a box from the East Coast full of vinyl from somebody and he was digitizing them and in the middle of the day he called me and said Rob I think you need to come listen to this one so I walk across the parking lot he closes the door to the studio and this thing is state-of-the-art soundproof German speakers English turntable and he puts it on and it's two and a half minutes and by the end of it both Tony and I are in tears and we don't know why and it took me a long time to figure out why and it's one of those intuitive things I think we tried to find out who the mighty wonders of Aquasco, Maryland were and ran into dead end after dead end the um, there was, we went through census records we made cold calls we tracked down Mark V Records, who is the label that pressed it, and it's a vanity press out of Alexandria, Virginia. And we could get a date somewhere around 68 to 70. So I started researching Aquasco, Maryland, and come to find out during the American Civil War, as the Union troops move in to occupy Maryland, many of the Southern plantation owners, and Maryland was a Southern sympathetic state, rather than let their slaves go free or took them out in the fields and gunned them down, men, women, and children. And then in the American Civil Rights Movement, because the New York Times and the CBS Evening News couldn't be everywhere, some of the worst atrocities of the civil rights movement happened in and around Aquasco down to Danbury, including one horrific incident where uh, 50 or so black elderly women went to the local prison to pray for some young men who had been arrested illegally, sat outside the prison to pray and sing, and were fallen upon by dozens and dozens of thugs and hoodlums with baseball bats and iron pipes and beat 
women, fractured skulls, and sent nearly all of them to the hospital. So with all that background, five men go into their church, is what it sounded like to us, and saying there's nothing but love in God's water. Get on board if you love Jesus, black or white. Knowing everything that was going on in the civil rights movement, they go in and these beautiful harmonies and the beautiful resonance of that old wooden church, apparently, we don't know. And it's at the heart of what the gospel should be. And, and I think I, Tony and I felt that without knowing the specifics of it till later. So a couple years passed and I'm asked to put together a list of songs for the new National Museum of African American History and Culture. And they originally want my favorite hundred, which takes weeks and weeks and weeks. And then they say that's too many, cut it down to 50, which takes weeks and weeks <laughs> and weeks. And then they say cut it down to 25. And it's just agonizing. Because I want to get both historic and popular and quartets and choirs and soloists and old and new and oh it burns so much time so I do it and the day before the museum opened they invited Mary and I up there to see it so we with the dean of the libraries Patty Orr and Steve her husband Steve Orr fly out and we go to the pre-opening and it's for donors and I'm thinking it's for donors who give money mm -hmm turns out when we get there the donors are the people who had given the objects oh, well. so it's an incredibly emotional time for not just the music but there's the people from the civil rights movement from education from sports from history and everybody's crying and Mary and I work our way through the crowds and we get to the gospel blue jazz area which is the corner of the music section in the far corner and they have chosen five to play on this giant table that's a touch screen that you can touch and see the artist, see the backside, and then touch it again, and the music comes through the speakers. And they have very wisely chosen Mahalia Jackson and Clara Ward and Andre Crouch and somebody else. And the fifth one is The Old Ship of Zion. The Old Ship of Zion by the Mighty Wonders of Aquasco Marion, of which at the time we believe we had the only known copy. Okay. My son Van finds one on eBay a few years later, but that's a separate story. And we break into tears, and the people around us see us tears, and they break into tears, and everybody hugs everybody. And on our way out of the museum, uh, they have one little kiosk selling t-shirts, because they don't even have this gift shop open. And I grab a t-shirt that just has the initials. And the next day we leave for the airport, and the cabbie, the people in the airport, everybody sees me. I'm sorry, I'm going to cry. Everybody sees me wearing this T-shirt and comes up and says, "Were you there? Isn't it one? Was it wonderful? My church gave a million dollars for that. We've saved for decades for this. Wow! And they wanted to hear every detail. And so, I um, they asked me to do a radio interview with the big in um. NPR station in Baltimore. So I was sitting there in the airport, I'm doing the interview, and I start telling this story. And the guy says, "You, uh, I'll get a copy and play it when I air this tomorrow. And he did. 
and he said, this, our listening zone includes a Costco, Maryland. So if there's anybody alive who knows this, please have them call. So I get back to Waco the next day and my phone rings and it's Mr. Johnson, one of the original five singers. And he has heard that. And he said, there's only, uh, uh, I'm the only one left. And I said, oh, Brother Johnson, I, I'm so sorry. I wish, I wish I'd known, I wish we could have told you, you would you know that the music you recorded during the heart of the movement uh, is gonna be heard by 8 million visitors a year and it'll last forever. And your other members of the group will never get to know that. And he said, oh, Brother Darden, I don't know what religion you are and I don't know much about you, but in my faith, we believe in a cloud of witnesses. And I believe every time that song is played, the rest of the band hears it and knows that what we did was right. That's why that's my favorite song. Tis the old ship of Zion. that good-for-nothing brat of a boy he's such a devil i could whip him with joy he's been carousing at the burly queue just watch me teach him with the sole of my shoe small fry strutting by the pool room small fry should be in the schoolroom 
So this is going to be a first recording a section of the show while driving. Not the safest, but we're going slow because of construction. But I just stopped at a gas station in Denton. And as I was sitting there uh, on the PA speaker, on the speaker, whatever you call it, uh, the old track by uh, Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard called Poncho and Lefty and I forgot first of all what a great check that was and second of all I forgot oop sorry um second of all I forgot that a very long time ago when I lived in Austin Texas a friend of mine Jennifer and I were walking through Zilker Park and um we uh, we walked past a table you know didn't think anything of it there are people having a picnic this happens a lot and, oops, sorry, I gotta get over here. Oops, sorry. Doing 13 things at once. Um, but we walked by, and then my friend, you know, got really wide eyed and started laughing and said, That's the most Texas thing I've ever seen. I'm like, What are you talking about? And she said, Did you not see who that was sitting at the table? I said, No, who was it? And she was like, That was Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard, and they were talking and eating peaches. And I always thought that was like the greatest story that I had never witnessed myself. I mean, I, I witnessed it. I just didn't know what I was witnessing. Anyway, if there was ever a sign to play Poncho and Lefty by Willie and Merle, that was it from, I don't even know what interstate we're on. It's rough Sundays.
Living on the road, my friend, was gonna keep you free and clean. And now you wear your skin like iron, and your breath is hard as kerosene. Weren't your mama's only boy, but her favorite one, it seemed. She began to cry when you said goodbye. Sack into your dream. Poncho was a bandit boy. His horse was fast as polished steel. He wore his gun outside his pants for all the honest world to feel. Well, Poncho met his match, you know, on the deserts down in Mexico. Nobody heard his dying words Oh, but that's the way it goes All the federalists say They could have had him any day They only let him slip away Out of kindness, I suppose up and left his mouth the day they laid poor poncho low lefty split for ohio where he got the bread to go there ain't nobody
a great track. Willie and Merrill. Merrill? Sorry. It's not Lynch, Eric. It's Merle. Um, rough Sundays, how you doing? This is a show about Texas. I didn't have a time to record it in Texas. Sorry about that. Got busy during the holidays. Anyway, I uh, when I hear tracks like that, I chide myself. Is that the correct verb? I chide myself. I am filled with regret and disappointment of myself for not doing something. I guess that's chiding. But for not listening to more like proper country music. As I got older, you know, like obviously growing up in Oklahoma, I wanted to get as far away from it as possible. But there was some really, there's some great stuff back in the day. You know, I mean, it's safe to say it stopped by the time we got to, I would put the bookend at early George Strait. That's when I would say it all started again. I mean, Garth Brooks, God bless him, a sweetheart of a man, a kind man, a very funny man from Oklahoma. You see him around town all the time. But Garth kind of ushered in the, you know, the tight jeans and the ripped off shirts and the bad tattoos and the concert sparts sponsored by energy drinks. You know what I mean? Like this whole, like, it, well, actually it came from Chris Gaines, who was that weird, <laughs> remember the album that Garth Brooks did? That was him, but it wasn't him. It was the story of life and times of Chris Gaines or something like that. And then he like cut his hair and he wore makeup and he was like all emo. Do you remember the, the Garth Brooks weird album that, anyway, um, yeah, that was the start of crap country. And what, what, I, what we love and miss is outlaw country, right? I mean, that was like the, the Merle, the Waylon Jennings, the Willie Nelson, stuff like that. But, I, you know, it's, hang on, Sturgill Simpson is doing a fantastic job of, of bringing that back. I, I adore Sturgill Simpson. But anyway, back to the show. And uh, we've got some more blues which is strange because I don't play a whole lot of blues, even though we talked about this, didn't we, the other week? Even though we advertise it as some blues, I don't play blues because I do find them repetitive. Anyway, this is not the kind of blues you're thinking of. Um, and it's the blues from a lady you probably assume was like from Portland or definitely somewhere on the, the West Coast, but who is actually from Port Arthur, Texas. It is, uh, it's the Queen and it's live from Woodstock. And you already know who I'm talking about by now. It's Janis Joplin. I got some old cosmic blues again, Mama. Talking about the cosmic blues. You know what I mean, man? If you don't know what I mean, you will soon enough. <laughs> so... Moving on, friends, they turn away. Hey. You'll keep moving on, but I never found out. I keep looking to all the babe, I keep trying to make it right to another lonely day. Whoa. Just one night, oh yeah. Oh. Beyond 25 
Cause I know Honor the faith don't come with age No, no, no Ain't never gonna love you any better, baby And then
Bud Johnson. Rough son, legendary Bub Johnson. Um, I think true students of jazz will tell you that uh, Bud Johnson, who we just heard, was he was just one of those unsung American jazz staples. I was introduced to it by a cat in Shanghai. I'm forgetting his name now, but he used to play. What was that wonderful old bar in Shanghai? Oh, uh, see, getting me on stories now. Anyway, there was this great. Great smoky old bar in, in Shanghai that used to have really, actually, really, really good acts coming through. And a friend of mine used to play. I'm forgetting my friend's name. I'm forgetting my obviously not friend. If I'm forgetting his name, it was a dude that I obviously used to remember the name of at a bar that I used to remember the name of. Um, anyway, he introduced me to Bub Johnson. That's a very long way of saying somebody who I know who plays jazz introduced me to Bub Johnson. I digress. Uh, it's Rough Sundays. Did I say that? America's Queen. May have mentioned that. Uh, did I also mention that every artist this week, except for the Mighty Wonders that, that we played back there, everybody that you hear is from Texas. And um, that's fun. And it's cool. Now let's head back to Austin for a second. I mean, we can't not too close to Austin. Obviously, we can't find parking. But, um, you know, while I'm bemoaning the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Surrender of Austin to big business and outside investment, maybe? But everybody that goes there now, you know, they uh, they have to get their picture downtown underneath a frog with these long eyes saying, hi, how are you? Does anybody know what they're standing under? Like what they're doing? Who Who drew that, you know? I mean, yeah, it's very Instagrammable, and it's you get that one, and you get the Prada store from Marfa, and then you take all the boxes, or you're traveling. But, you know, that, the hand that drew the Hi, How Are You Frog came from the body which was attached to the mind of one of the most beautiful and innocent and talented people, musicians, songwriters ever to come out of Texas. Um... And if you are just really wanting to get your heart broken today, I suggest watching The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Uh, it is, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a story and struggle of the, I don't know, it's just the, kind of the beauty of the, the childlike writings of Daniel Johnston. And it is heartbreaking. I mean, you he, he suffered from, uh, I don't even want to name it because I don't want to get it wrong, but, but panic attacks and... Um, I want to say bipolar. If it's not bipolar, I apologize. But I mean, just, you would see him on stage just freezing and shaking because he couldn't go on. I mean, he was the most sensitive and the most incredible songwriter. And it's just, if you just want to listen to just, after watching The Devil and Daniel Johnston, listen to any of his albums because it's plink, plink on the, the little piano and it's very childlike singing and it's um, it's wonderful. It's heartbreaking, but it's wonderful. And it'll, um, both of those, the documentary and listening to any of his album, like Hi, How Are You? That's the name of an album. That's an easy, easy to remember, but it will make you appreciate Daniel Johnston all the more. So here he is with one of my favorites. The track is called Life in Vain and it's Rough Sundays. Tough 
just to be alive When I feel like the living dead I'm giving it up so plain I'm living my life in vain And where am I going to? Beating the turn of the 
speak no coconuts Come to your house with a bomb, blow up the cake You got the bomb when your diaper's on dry And you feel a little high, eyes in the big blue sky You wring your hands, but the blood pours out yeah, The blood pours out The world goes around But the world goes around The world goes around the stick and everything you hate comes crashing down on your big round golden grease of crown and you're feeling like you're drowning stung through the dark and the dogs start to bark and you're fired on a lark skin starts to spark and you're burning up inside and your dentures start to slide the world goes around I was, and I still am, a bit, a very, very, very big Bob Schneider fanboy. As are, like, who lived in Austin, uh, anybody who lived in Austin in the surrounding area. Like, even back to, we used to see him back in his Ugly American days. Name was, no, was it Ugly Americans? No, was it Scabs? Which was it? Anyway, you're, <laughs> you're taking me back, like, 20-something years, sir. Um... But Bob Schneider, in fact, I I accidentally stepped on, I was at a Bob Schneider show and it was getting a little rowdy and I stepped on the, the, the foot of the lady behind me who happened to be Bob Schneider's girlfriend who happened to be Sandra Bullock. And uh, she was little and like really nice about it. And uh, many, many years later, she would, she would be our neighbor in New Orleans, uh, uptown. Uh, Camp in Harmony was the inner street. She was just down the street. I said, Here I go. You don't care about what street celebrities, well, you might, what street celebrities live on in New Orleans. But um, when there's just Sandy, she has to be called in the neighborhood. She wanted to be known as Sandy. Super, super sweet lady. But um, yeah, Bob Schneider. They were a couple. So good. 
Um, if this is your first time hearing a Bob Schneider track, get ready to become very addicted to Bob Schneider. You just dive into it on Spotify. Like three hours will pass and you won't even know it's, it's really, really good. Now that's more than enough to fill a show. And we could stop here and I don't know, it could be close to an hour right now. I don't know. But, and hear me out, but how often do you get to do a podcast about Texas music and then kind of ruminate on your time in Texas and how you were a Texan for, I guess it was a Texan for like five years. That wasn't a Texan, I lived in Texas. Um, and how often do you just so happen to have newly digitized recordings of what you used to sound like on the radio? Not often, right? Like you're doing a show about music from Texas. You used to live in Texas, you used to be a disc jockey in Texas. Now you have those digitizers recordings and now you talk about it on your podcast. So all of that to say that um, I need to warn you, all right? Because <laughs> what you're about to hear is pretty bad. Um, I'm going to play a very short clip of what I used to sound like when I was a... I think this was this recording one was when I was 19. Um, and I do have to tell you why my voice sounded so strange. And I mentioned this on Instagram, but very long story short, my mentor was a, a famous DJ here in Tulsa. I became a, a radio DJ when I was 18 here in Tulsa. And his name was Hondo. And he had this high voice. It was like up here and it was like, you know, like Z104.5 was really, really, really high. So of course I wanted to sound like Hondo and he became my mentor. But I had a lower voice and a, <laughs> I had quite the Oklahoma accent. So it's just a combination of all these, all these things didn't work. Um, but yes, I was... I was a kid DJ from the age, I actually started when I was 17, like two months before my 18th birthday, but they couldn't pay me. So 17 to like 22 or 23, uh, had a great time, had a few hit shows, left the business because they, well, they asked me to. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll break these, I'll break these very bad clips out every once in a while, without warning, by the way, if I warned you, you, you probably wouldn't listen. Uh, but here is um, here's a, here's a, here's a little short clip of what Eric LeBlanc used to sound like on the air. Today's at Music 97.5 FM. Crazy. Eric LeBlanc, welcome to the weekend. 3885 97.5, Texas toll free. 800 3885 97.5. A lot of requests for this song. The newest from Britney Spears is Crazy with 97.5. Today, you said music 97.5 FM. It's Eric LeBlanc. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you having us on. Uh, I need some help. I need some... I mean, that's obvious and more specific matter. I, uh... When is it? What is today? Friday? Said, okay, Sunday. Sunday afternoon. Sunday morning, actually. Get on, get on a plane. 16-hour flight over to Europe. And what I need to know is I hate long, long flights. Plus, you know, I'm 6'2". It's kind of hard to sit in these seats, right? And I really need to sleep. What are the best sleeping, uh, actually legal sleeping pills? You know, it's like Dramamine or Tylenol PM or what works for you on long flights? Give me a call. 3885-97.5 Thanks. I mean, oh, good Lord, I'm so sorry. Like, I had to listen to that in the playback here. Um, on the playback. I'm not on the radio anymore. I had to listen to it here on the computer. <laughs> I was a kid. Let me think about the stuff you were doing and saying when you were 19 years old. Okay, now put that like on radio to be preserved for posterity for the rest of your life. Cut me some slack, would you? Thank you. Um, but I will make it up to you to, um, to get you up and moving. This is the track that gets you out of bed or whatever you're doing after hearing my young voice. Um, it's a finest, final, fine, it's a fine band 
from Texas, and it's the final song of the show is what I'm trying to say. You know, you, you strive for alliteration, but it just it comes out not working. But what I, I consider this band to be one of the greatest American rock bands of all time. I don't think they get enough credit. But um, the last track on Rough Sundays, Texas edition, it's Spoon. great they're from texas the show was from texas well not recorded in texas but it was about my time in texas it's rough sundays uh i don't know how long long this ended up being could be an hour and a half i'm really sorry if you're still here after all of that and listening to what i sounded like on the radio as a 19 year old thank you uh, i will wow that's it eric stop the show nothing more to say don't have to be smooth just just like turn the mic on